Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking about... Swimming pools. Natalie. Yeah. What's a swimming pool? It's like a puddle, only you want to keep it forever. (laughs) (laughs) A swimming pool, a swimming bath, wading pool, paddling pool... Or simply pool is a structure designed to hold water to enable swimming or other leisure activities. And that's differentiated from a swimming hole because a swimming pool is constructed. Right, right. It's an artificial hole. Right. And so they are either built into the ground or they are built above ground as a freestanding construction. Or you could have them like on boats or on cruise ships Um, and... In-ground pools are usually concrete and stone, metal, tile, fiberglass, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the very basics on pools. I've never been... I've been in a swimming pool. Yeah, you have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never been in a swimming hole. I have, yeah. You have? Yeah. I think I don't... Uh, we never... I was a city boy. I grew up in the city. I grew up in small town Ohio, and so I had a lot of friends who had, like, grandparents and stuff who lived, like, out in the boonies. So they would just have, like, a little pond? Yeah. Is that it? Uh-huh. And you would just swim in the yeah, pond? Yeah, we would, yeah. I always I always wondered when I was a kid, because you would see them in media. You would see, like, a tale of three friends who had a summer they would never forget, and they would always start with the good time. They jump in the swimming hole. And I always was like, well, how do you know what's down there? Uh, I, t- I will tell you that um, every time I was ever in a swimming hole, it was always the slimiest thing in the world on the bottom of it, and I hated it. So it's just like it's just like algae and dead dead life, right? Right, like, and it's like when you swim in a swimming hole, the definite rule is don't put it in your mouth. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's the thing is when you see people jumping in and they their head goes underwater, I'm like, no, buddy, that's going right up into your nasal, right? Right, right. Now you go, that's, right, you go, and you, and you make it so that it doesn't go up your nose. I See, I... Yeah, I never got that far in swim. I think I always, I would always get it up my nose. But my sinuses are all messed up. Right. But maybe, you know, which is the chicken and the egg? Maybe my sinuses got messed up because I kept going in the pool and I didn't know. Is that a process? You just, you keep making a face and going, eh. (laughs) He said, you do do this, you get, (laughs) What is, what is, what, what is that? Is that a, are you doing something internally? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like up in my nose area. Okay. Like, don't okay. breathe through it. Like, pretend you have a cold. Yeah, now that I can get into. Like, you know, like, if you're going to pretend you have, like, a cold person, like, like a cold person. <laughs> <laughs> pretend, like, you have the voice of someone who has a cold. And so you, like, don't breathe through your nose at all. It's oh, kind of, like, it's kind of, have... like, similar to that. Yeah. Like, you're going to get some water in your holes, but, and you, you, you blow it out when you get out of the water. Okay, I'm going to go to the swimming hall. I have a code. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Don't get it up your nose because then you're going to get that amoebic shit in your brain. It's going to eat your brains and shit. Yeah, uh, you just get a few amoebas in there and your sinuses are right there in your brain. Uh-huh. Worst, worst design. Uh-huh, right. Worst design, really. The, uh, you know, when they design a nuclear plant, they make it so the fail-safe should be... Like the control rods all the way in, full water, uh-huh. right? Full uh-huh. cooling, control rods in, everything damped. There should be fail safe. I feel like that is our fail safe in the simulation is like 
if the simulation goes out of control, they know that we'll just, our sinuses will take us out. Yeah. Because <laughs> your teeth are hooked to your sinuses and your sinuses are hooked to your brain and then your eyes are right there and then your ears are right mm -hmm. there. And they're all hooked up, hooked up together, yeah. It would be like if your house had if your house had one little hole on the side and the water came in and then the electricity was just run through the water no insulation <laughs> and then also all the air to your house also went through there and the air contacted the water and you just had to trust nothing was happening <laughs> you just had to kind of you know if you got a little bit too much water in your air you just kind of <laughs> you go eh. <laughs> Like a dog. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's it, right. It's easy to say it's terribly designed, but I. It seems intentionally. Why do you have all the important parts in that little teeny area, like your your mouth part, your nose parts, your eye part, your ear parts, your 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 thinky parts is all in the same spot. Like, well, I think I think level zero thinking is like. Uh, Level zero thinking is like, God put them there because then you could blow your nose when you needed to. And then level one thinking is like, oh, it's just evolution. Evolution created this and it's just, it's not optimal, but just it enabled us to survive over time. And level two thinking is like, it was intentional design, but it was intentional to create us to have failure points so they could take us out. <laughs> Like, I think that we should spread our sensory organs, like, out a little further. Well, we've got we've got a few neurons in our GI tract, right? You mm -hmm. have neuronal, you, uh, nervous system tissue sure. in your intestines and your stomach and stuff. Uh, there's some evidence that you can't necessarily see, you don't perceive it as sight, but your, your ears, because your tympanic membrane or something like that in there is so close to your brain, you can pick up the sensation of light through your ear holes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so we're very, very barely spread out. We should be more peer-to-peer. -peer. We should be like BitTorrent body. <laughs> At the very least, our eyes should be Pan's Labyrinth, just like right Oh, in, yeah, absolutely. Your, right your eyes your have to be Pan's Labyrinth. Why wouldn't they be? Because think about it. If you're examining something, you have it in your hand. And it's you're right like there. touching it and looking. It's right, all right there. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You can check something out. Get the gist of it with your hands, like doing a snowball. You figured it out, man. Absolutely. And you could just, you could stick your hand. The thing is, uh, who's out there? What's out there? What's going on? You have to stick your head out the door. That's all your stuff, man. Right. Throw your one hand out there. Something happens. Got a spare. Right, right. <laughs> but if you get your head cut off, that's one and done, man. That, that's it, yeah. <laughs> That's the weak point, baby. That neck. You got a lot riding on that neck, don't you? <laughs> it's because if you get, if you incur too many computation cycles in the simulation, they can just pop that sucker off like the little, like the dandelion. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, where might you find a swimming pool? Health club, fitness center, private clubs, uh, recreation centers, uh, public pools. Wherever, your backyard, you busy shit. Uh, I, in the place I grew up outside the city, uh, everybody had above ground pools. That was like yeah. the shit. Yeah. I don't know if there was like a local deal or there was something going on, but everybody had, we all had our little normal houses. My folks didn't have a swimming pool, but there was like 
eight or 10 people right on our block that had an above ground pool and they would always put it so you could see it from the street. Yeah. Like they wanted to make sure. Do they, did they have like the ones that were like the low rent style where it had the ladder on the side and you kind of had to hoist yourself over or did they have like the true like middle class king style with the deck built around it and shit? No, it was a hoist. It was a hoist, a hoist situation. Yeah. yeah. And I never, uh, I never, I think all the people with the with the above ground pools, I think maybe they didn't have kids or their kids were older or something. I don't know the situation, but I never got in one. I never got in an above ground pool until I was like 16. Really? Yeah, I was a I was a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, my uh uh I made I made some friends. Those were my cyberpunk days. So oh, I was yeah. I was trolling around with all my cyberpunk friends. Cyberpunk pool party, man. We did. We had a cyberpunk pool party. That's I I'm sure I've told the Frito Pie the Frito <laughs> Pie story. But my friend was whipping us up for like fucking I mean, at the time, it seemed like months. I mean, time worked different back then in cyberpunk days. So it may have been like three weeks we got whipped up. He would be like, man, we're going to make it. We're having Frito pie, man. Like my mom makes it. It's killer. And I was like, badass, dude. (laughs) Like I never heard of this. (laughs) Like, fuck, dude. Like I love pumpkin pie and I don't love pumpkins. I love Frito. Frito pie, the pie is like a multiplier. So it's going to be like way better than pumpkin pie. Right. I just, I didn't know what was in it. I had no way to look it up. Uh I get there and he's like, we're going to have a pool party. And I I had imagined, because I didn't have any, I didn't have any friends that had pools. So I had imagined that it was like more glamorous and larger than it was. And we got there and everybody was just standing up to their waist. (laughs) in the pool yeah and they're like hey (laughs) so all right so we you know kind of got in kind of walked around in the pool a little bit right and then it's like it's frito pie time and it's like yes i've been waiting my whole life for this moment (laughs) yes i've been getting whipped up for this Uh and i was like oh (laughs) so it's just some fritos and meat and sour Sour cheese, man. Is that? Did she cook it like a casserole? It was. It was kind of more like a bean layer dip. Oh, <laughs> yuck! By the time we got to eat it, the Fritos were soggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you might imagine, and it was not. It just was corn flavored then, huh? It was not the best thing I'd ever had. No, <laughs> not even at that time. And I was not a world traveler at sixteen. <laughs> uh, this was my first above ground pool. <laughs> See, I always thought that Frito pie was when you put the meat in the bag of Fritos. We called that walking taco. That was a walking taco. At my school, we had those at lunch at school, and they referred to them as a Texas straw hat. Whatever you call it. (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? A bag of Fritos with some grade D meat by any other name would taste exactly as sweet. There was like a definite learning curve for me when I was a kid because I grew up in an area where it was like 30% Italian immigrants. And then at some point we moved to small town Ohio where it was like very much like redneck 
stuff. And so it was like, there was like a year or two where I had fucking no idea what was going on at all. It was like you moved to a different country. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, what are you talking about? What is this shit? Well, what is I, this shit? Ohio is so much larger than people know about. Right, right. All the different metropolitan areas are basically totally fucking different. Right. Like, even, even like Dayton and like Athens, Ohio. Right. We have so many disparate little regions. Now, Ohio is a, is a pretty geographically large state. I think people think of it as like this small region. And they think of it as having a monoculture when what it has. Uh, I just looked it up recently. 78% of the people in the state live in urban regions. Yeah. In other words, live in the metropolitan regions. So uh, we're mostly city dwellers. We live in large cities. And uh, Cincinnati is different from Athens, is different from Columbus, is different from Dayton, Toledo, Youngstown, Cleveland, right? Right. And so people are thinking about two towns in Ohio. It would be like comparing Austin, Texas to Houston, Texas. They're different cities. And one who didn't know might say, well, they're in the same state. Surely they're the same. No, they're totally different. Absolutely, totally different. Absolutely, totally, totally different. Totally different. Yeah. It's like when I left when I left Cincinnati, everybody, it was really it was actually super suspicious to me because I I moved up here to Columbus. It, you know, it's a couple hours away. It's just a different city. It's a different flavor. I'd been up here a bunch. I liked it, right? And when I left Cincinnati, everybody got really mad at me. They're like, it's just the same there. Why would you go? <laughs> and I was like, You're aware that there's there's different it's not like uh, a Hanna-Barbera background loop it's not like <laughs> I'm gonna go up there and you're gonna be up there <laughs> right right like it is there are discrete different people that live in different places mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so there was like a definite learning curve I remember like coming in and there was like food I was like what is that what the fuck is this what is it what are you guys fucking eating what are you talking about what the hell is going on with fucking everything here? I went to the school, like, my first day of school, and it was, like, I was, like, dressed up like how we would normally dress up for stuff. And we were already always kitted out, right? <laughs> like, we, we were always put into, like, outfits. And, like, I remember going into, like, the first day of school, and I had, like, on, like, a black leather skirt and tights and, like, black dress shoes and like a sweatshirt with like a leopard on it (laughs) and like I had like a perm and like people looked at me like I was from outer space and my mom continued to fucking dress me like that I always felt like a weird asshole all the time she would send me to school like wearing like a sailor suit (laughs) they thought I was weird as shit that didn't fly in the country no it did not fly like when when it was like it wasn't like you had a P girl in your class. You had like 18, like 18 out of out of 30 kids in your class were P girls. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like Wow. It was it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely when I went to school there was like the a minority of stinky kids, yeah. It was like definitely like uh, you got made fun of for wearing dresses and skirts and stuff all the time. I got made fun of for all that shit constantly. Wow. It was absolutely, totally different. Anyway, I'm not sure how I got on that topic, but here we are. <laughs> when's pools. the when's the first time you got in the pool? I don't remember. Did- My family was fun in the sun family. You know how that oh, is. Oh, yeah. My family was yeah. like, as soon as it was daylight saving, it was summertime. Well, I, uh, I, I mean, we talked about this when we talked about camping a few episodes back. I had never gone camping 
and we had been to the beach and stuff and you know I would kind of walk around in the shallow end of a pool but I think when I was about six I had swim lessons for the first time and I, I don't think I had ever been in an indoor pool and so we we went into this indoor pool and I you know walking in for the first time I was like this is obviously toxic right it stinks like there's something happening here and uh walk in and they're like all right get in they were gonna assess me and they were like get in the pool and i was like oh i can't swim that's why i'm here i'm taking swimming lessons they were like well go ahead and get in the pool and i was like right here and they're like yeah and i looked down it says like six feet and i was like i'm like four feet tall (laughs) and they're like just get in the pool so i got in the pool and i was clinging to the side because it was it was over my head sure and i vividly remember this they look at me and one of them goes, okay, can you try holding on to the wall with one hand? <laughs> so I, so I did. I was like, all right. I mean, you know, I can't swim. I'm, I'll, I'll do, I'll one hand the wall, I guess. And uh, then I got assigned a swimming teacher named Bob who wore glasses in the pool. And he was very influential in my aesthetic. <laughs> Bob with the glasses in the pool. Yeah, and he was my swim teacher for like two or three years in a row. Like somehow, somehow, like he taught the beginning and intermediate classes. Uh-huh. But he would just splash through with his, like he had the double bar aviators, like the the real 80s style. And he would get them wet and he would just emerge and the the water would be streaming off his glasses and he would just go on like he didn't give a fuck. And I was like, that that guy is on one. <laughs> He's here to fucking swim and kick ass. Yeah. I mean, I know how to swim now, so yeah, right. I, I guess it worked. I don't remember learning how to swim. I feel like I always knew how to swim. There's like, I mean, I like I said, as soon as daylight savings started, my family's like, it's summertime now. And so it was... As soon as anyone would let you go swimming, we'd be going swimming the whole time. That's all we would ever fucking do. Fun in the sun, bitch. You better be ready to sit outside all fucking day. So we used to go to the pool all the time. We used to go to the beach, the Ohio beach. Yeah. <laughs> like the, so they have like Alum Creek and like Delaware State Park and like all these places like in central Ohio where they have like rivers, I suppose. They have rivers that they've dammed up. Yeah. So they have like a reservoir. Yeah. And so you go there to swim and Alum Creek is where all the water moving eroded all of the shit and like dislodged a bunch of caskets with old bodies in it. And all the caskets were washing up on the shores. They were. <laughs> yeah. They washed a bunch of dead bodies and empty caskets down the stream. Pretty sweet. So that's another place where you don't want to put the water in your mouth. Depending on like what time of year it is and what's happened recently, they have giant signs up in there like, we do not recommend you actually go in here. Yeah. It's, they're like, you, uh, you ought to be in a boat if you're doing this. But people go down there and swim and get yeah, in the water right, and shit anyway. Right, right, right. Like, it's wet, baby. Let's do it. So, <laughs> who, who invented the pool, Natalie? The first swimming pool, they believe, was probably dug in the third millennium BC. So, 3000 BC. In Pakistan, a site called Mohenjo-Daro. It was 39 by 23 feet and lined with bricks, and then they sealed it with tar, like some kind of tar sealant. Okay. And they would just splash around in that bitch. I wonder how deep it was. They said the, the, the length and the width, but the real question is how deep was it? Were they just sitting in it? I think probably they would have done the waist-high pool. 
Let's see if we can find a picture of it and we can determine how... how Mohenjo-Daro is one of those cities that pops up on ancient aliens all the time. Pool. Is that it? Oh, it's called the Great Bath. It looks like it may have been about eight feet deep. Well, I... I and it, it had... St- maybe it wasn't full all the way. It had about ten steps going down. I imagine it probably was only filled to here. Like, to this part right here. It, to me, seems like it was maybe waist height. Or maybe even less than that. Yeah. But they probably, I mean, I would imagine it took them a long time to figure out how to make an antibacterial pool, right? I mean, up until a certain point, you wouldn't have been able to to do anything with a pool to keep it from just like growing algae, right? Yeah, right. It would be disgusting. Ancient Greeks and Romans had pools and they would use it for athletic training um, and nautical games and military exercises. Um... The Roman emperors had swimming pools where they also had fish in them. And the first heated swimming pool was built by Gaius Mycenaeus in Rome. Sometime in between 38 and 8 BC. So. He had it heated. He was like on it. First heated pool. That's baller. That's like, I mean, they just probably had a fire going. They probably figured out something. Yeah. Yeah. The Romans were aqueduct builders. They yeah. probably had a way to channel, eh, get a bunch of lead. <laughs> Build a fire under this lead or something. Something like that, probably. Right, right. It, or maybe they just had, yeah, they probably just had wood fires and stuff. And they probably just, like, cycled them on and off, I would imagine. Or maybe they had water they heated at a different location and pumped the warm water into it. Mmm. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. How would you heat your fucking pool if you were Roman? (laughs) Well, I mean, and truly, the Romans had a slave class. So basically anything that there was to be done, the Romans would have slaves do it. And that was, you know, part of their whole empire thing is they would take over someplace and enslave them. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that's, that's like the only trick that people know, though, really. They do that now still. Only they've like kind of tried to gussy it up and make it seem like that's not what's going on. Yeah. Hey, you ever check your student loan balance? You ever notice you owed the same amount as you always did? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then no one will pay you. Huh. When you when you actually get a good job and they pay you like nothing. Remember when? Remember when? Uh, and I mean, I I'm sure not everybody's folks did this, but uh, remember when uh, you'd go somewhere and like you go to a bookstore or something, and it would take forever to check out for some reason, and then your parents would be in a bad mood, and then they'd be like, and that's why you go to college, and then you go to college, and then you. Mm-hmm can't even get a job in a bookstore it's funny (laughs) it's really jokes on us it's a a good one good one (laughs) um in the 19th century they started having swimming pools in britain and having like swim clubs and the oldest swimming club in England is the Maidstone Swimming Club, which is in Maidstone. You might be interested to know. <laughs> they started their swim club in 1844, and they decided to take the swimming into the swimming pool because people kept on drowning in the river. And so they're like, let's go in the pool instead because people don't drown in those. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, you swimming. Can see maybe if someone was drowning. Swimming in the river sounds hard. Because yeah. that's always moving one direction. That Swimming in the river would be like sledding. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you just got to get out and walk back, right? Right, right. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never tried to swim in a river. I just assumed I would die if I tried. Right. I don't know how deep the river is. Like, how deep is it? 
I truly... How, how deep is my river? Your, what, the Scioto yeah. River? Scioto. Scenic Scioto. Kaka River of Ohio. Well, it's hard to tell because they have it dammed up in so many places. Yeah. I would imagine south of south of our dam that's near us, I would say it it's probably anywhere from about three to ten feet. That's my guess. We should experiment and get a rock with a string on it. But then we'd have to but then we'd have to be in the river and then it's the whole swimming problem. No, and they you have throw the rock in the river and see how far far down it goes and measure it with but, the string. But we'd have to be above it. Uh-huh. Cause the string would There's a bridge, baby. Oh. Get up okay. Let's do that then. If you want to find out how deep the river is and you want to see the video of our experiment where we throw the rock off <laughs> with the string and then you want to see us evade the ensuing chaos as frightened motorists dare to question what geniuses are doing with a rock <laughs> and a string. You know, this is... This is science, bitch. Deal this with- is... <laughs> I also probably could... Wikipedia or Google and ask how deep is the Empir- River. Empirical data is always empirical data is always good to have because you can have you can look up data from a source, but the depth of the river changes, and so if you want to know how deep the river is at the spot you measure on the day and time you measure, you measure it and then you know for sure. Sure. Within a margin of error, assuming your method is correct. My methods are always correct, baby. <laughs> Just think about, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I've been up on the bridge walking around. Nobody ever hassled me, but I never had a rope in a rock. <laughs> it doesn't I, have to be a big rope or a big rock. It, had, it could be like a piece of twine with like a handsome little stone on it. Oh, if we're talking a good looking stone, I think that changes things. <laughs> I just, I feel like people... attractive stone. A stone you'll want to fraud on. A, a precious gem? <laughs> or just like one of those... <laughs> like one of those otter rocks. Of course, otter rocks. That's what like I Like otters will like get... Nice and smooth. Yeah, otters will get that smooth rock and tuck it up in their armpit. Right. You tuck it up in your armpit. I could... You know what I, I'm talking about. <laughs> that's how Archimedes used to carry his... His frotten rock because people would just oppress him. He was going up trying to do all of his water sports and everybody was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> empiricism, right? Check out my otter rocks in my armpits. <laughs> flapping them. I think, he, he, only, like I think he only had one. He only had one. He it's only had one fate. arm? He only had one rock. <laughs> Why do you only have one rock? Because if you have two, then neither is your favorite. <sighs> How are you supposed to bang them together? Mm-hmm. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the modern Olympic Games started in 1896 and had swimming in it. So, swimming has always been a part of the Olympics. Um, in the United States, the Racquet Club of Philadelphia was one of the first modern above-ground swimming pools. And the first swimming pool to be on a boat was installed on the White Star Line's Adriatic in 1906. I don't understand going on a boat and going swimming on the boat. Was it like a cruise ship? Uh-huh. Well, you couldn't go in the ocean because by the time you... I mean, by the time you jumped in the ocean, the boat's gone. <laughs> right. I mean, even if it's one of those old steamships. You steam suck ships. into the propellers and you turn into, like, chum. Oh, you could. 
Yeah. So I think you're like out there on the ocean, you've got the water. And I think they probably, did they just, 1906 you said? Uh-huh. So they probably just pumped seawater into it. You think? Probably. What other, I mean, I don't think they would, I don't think they would carry like thousands of gallons of fresh water and then just. Yeah. <laughs> and then just let it rot with everybody's skin particles. <laughs> Imagine like, this is an issue with, with cruises that I have. First off trapped second off like the the spread of disease mm-hmm. it's recorded it's well known that disease spreads very easily i feel like being trapped on there and then i think not everyone would have the hygiene level that i would want if i was going to be trapped with people mm-hmm. and it's don't get me wrong if i was in an emergency type scenario if i got trapped in an elevator or something uh you know, nobody has to take a shower until we leave. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm not demanding anything unreasonable, but I'm saying if I'm paying to go on an adventure, I don't want to smell people. But imagine how bad everybody's hygiene would have been because in 1906, you would have it would have been really hard for you to get fresh water on a boat and just flush it out and just let people shower. Yeah. And just let people shit in the fresh water, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> just flush it right into the ocean. So that swimming pool on board had to be nasty ass. Absolutely. Like yeah. Everybody was dirty as shit. Bet you people were fucking in it. Oh my god! Just getting all getting the everybody else's salty juice. Yeah. Mixed with the everybody else's. Uh, skin particles and their eye boogers and stuff in the salt water who wants to fuck in a pool though no that's Mm -hmm. just that just makes it so squeaky i uh, (laughs) i don't i don't think i I think you might want to do it if you've if you thought about it and you thought it would be cool but i don't think if you ever attempted it you would like it and i also feel like you would be forcing water into everybody's different holes yeah that's what i was saying it's gonna make it squeaky because it makes it so all the stuff that's slippery gets washed away by this pool water. And then you have a squeaky time. It's not fun. It's gross. It's like fucking a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's, we've already established, that's the right. worst. But at least a dolphin likes it. <sighs> <laughs> so it's not quite like fucking a dolphin. <laughs> no one likes fucking in the pool. I would go as far as to say that the dolphin will always fuck in the pool. It's exclusive with the dolphin. It doesn't often come out to fuck. <laughs> I like the dolphin emerging at night, <laughs> just standing up on its on its tail fins, kind of wiggling them like somebody whose whose feet have been handcuffed together. <laughs> just, you know, what I imagine a dolphin walking onto land, being being like like an inchworm. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> scrunching up and then stretching out yeah. with its tail. Like that little inchworm, wait, wah, wait, wah, wait, and leaving wah. leaving a big trail, <laughs> a big trail through the sand of dolphin slime and poop. Yeah, I mean, you would not. By the time you inchwormed all the way up there, you would not leave the trail to poop. I love him inchworming. He goes, squeak, walk, squeak, walk. That's the noise he makes me when he walks like that. <laughs> uh, did you ever have a pool party? No. No, I didn't. Did I you? think we just, we didn't have that many pools. I don't think we had a public pool where I grew up. 
When I was, like I said, when I was a kid, it was always an excuse to go in the pool. My, I had family members who had in-ground pools, and I had, like, a very fun-in-the-sun motivated family. And the people we knew were also like that. And so I feel like I maybe went to a lot of pool parties. But anyways, at one point, we lived in, we lived in Pennsylvania. We lived somewhere that had a pool. It was, like, t- a townhouses or something like that, and they had a pool in the complex. And they had a party, like, once a month or whatever in the summertime, and they would always grease up a watermelon and throw it in a pool and that was like that one like one of the main activities is like get the watermelon get the greasy watermelon did you ever play that no my god <laughs> did you ever get it out no i mean i was a child when when they were playing greasy watermelon did you play greasy watermelon well, everyone tried to play greasy watermelon it was very greasy and wet <laughs> like you, could, you couldn't get the, that's why that's why it was like a challenge you can't get it man what did they grease it with like crisco Okay. They just completely lube the 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 and watermelon then, up with Crisco, and then they plop in the pool. And then the watermelon is round. So what's what's your method? You would have to like, you would have to like cup it with your with your arms, right? Yeah, and then you. But then when you squeeze it, it shoots out. Oh, this greased watermelon <laughs> is harder to get than I thought. I don't know. So I don't know. I think that greasy watermelon. I think I'm not sure if that's like a. If that's a common, like, practice of, of the game of Greasy Watermelon. Like, I'm not sure if it is, like, a national thing or if it is just Pennsylvania. If it's a Pennsylvania thing. Well, I never heard of it until you told me about it and then they put it on Sunny in Philadelphia. So, I it may just be a Pennsylvania thing. Sound off in the Discord. Do you live not in Pennsylvania and you play Greasy Watermelon? <laughs> And I'm if, not even sure if it's called Greasy Watermelon. It might have a different name. If you're not in the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity is how you join. That's where uh, that's where we can talk about this stuff, you guys. Right. <laughs> Let me know about that Greasy Watermelon. I like that regional stuff, though, where you, you grow up doing it, and then you get to be an adult, and you realize that it is not something that anyone else does in, in the world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's having those moments are like the first moments when your brain truly expands, like uh, growing up and eating chili, just eating chili. And then as I got older, I noticed they kept calling it Cincinnati chili, Cincinnati chili. It was invented in Cincinnati. Okay, sure. And then I left and nobody ate it anywhere else. (laughs) All right. Yeah. All right. And other people and this is so funny is that other people have heard of Cincinnati chili. And so they have this idea. I was just talking about it because, you know, it used to be when I was a very little kid and and you said Cincinnati, the thing that people would know, like my relatives who were not in Cincinnati would say, ah, WKRP in Cincinnati. And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, it's a television show. I was like, yeah, sure. I believe you. But uh, then Cincinnati Chili really became one of the one of the things people would say about the city because people are very stimulus response, uh-huh. right? It's like uh, people find out a, a single, you ever had a job where somebody finds out a single a single fact about you and then they're like, there goes blue shoes. <laughs> I like your shoes blue, do you? <laughs> right? Somebody just knows a single fact and you could work there four fucking years and the guy would be like, blue shoes, there he is. <laughs> 
but Cincinnati chili is like the one thing that people often will will stimulus response you on if you say I I went to Cincinnati I'm from Cincinnati I grew up there I spent time there whatever and uh there's this uh, especially among people who have never had it they believe that there's some kind of like culinary <laughs> basis for this and they'll say oh you know it has it has these spices in it uh it it has uh you know, it's this special kind of Greek chili, and it's it's absolutely not. It's just watery. Yeah. It's just like beef flavor. It's watery, and it theoretically has chocolate and cinnamon in it, but you, you cannot, if you had it by itself, you could not taste it. And then in Cincinnati, they pile like a football-sized lump of uh, unmelted shredded cheese but it's industrially shredded cheese, so there are little strands of cheese coated in cornstarch so they don't stick together, which makes it even worse. Right, right. One of the things where I grew up that I didn't realize wasn't a thing until I left was they would have, at weddings and stuff, they would have a table where they would just have it completely piled with cookies. The Youngstown cookie table. Yeah, the cookie table. And it was like the highlight because what you would do is you go to the wedding and you go and have a good time at the wedding. And then on the way out, you fill your purse up with cookies. But that's what it was. (laughs) That's that's, what it was for, yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't like people were were playing funky salad bar with it. You were supposed to take the cookies home, Right, right? Right, right. And so everybody, like everyone who came to the wedding would bring cookies for the cookie table. Or like at least everyone like in the immediate family of the people who are getting married would bring cookies to the cookie table and they would bring like five different kinds of cookies. And so it would be like a mountain of like 900 different kinds of cookies. Like literally 900 cookies, probably if 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 everybody brought five dozen cookies. Let me see if I can find a picture of a cookie table. it could be easily hundreds of them. Let me see if I can find a picture of a cookie table. There you go. That's a that's a good that's a good cookie table. It it's like a cookie buffet, and you go and you load up on cookies. Cookie tables. Apparently, they have them in Pittsburgh also, which Pittsburgh is extremely close to. Right across the border. Yeah. But it is just a cookie. It's like a table and they just mound up cookies all over it. And you're just like, no one wants to eat cookies like during a wedding because you're having a meal and then you have wedding cake and stuff. But you load up on cookies afterwards. Like, look at that cookie table. That's a nice looking cookie table. It's it's a great idea. They're very like old timey looking cookies too. Yeah, like they're like the little balls like rolled in powdered sugar and like the little guys you got the tricolore and shit like that. But I really hope that there is a drag queen in Ohio somewhere somewhere who is named Cookie Table. I've thought that before. I really hope there is. If you're a drag queen and you need a name, that's my suggestion for you. Cookie Table, that's a great name. Uh-huh. You have to be from Ohio though, I think. I yeah, do not Listen, this is a stiff warning. Do not try to steal Ohio Valor. Right. <laughs> I have seen, this is really funny. I've seen people try to steal Ohio Valor online lately. It's been, it, it, the past two or three years, it's really funny. Like, finally, people have begrudgingly come around to the fact that Ohio is a real state with real people. And now they want to go around talking about Ohio guys. They've never been here. You, There isn't such a thing. There is. There is an Ohio guy, but it's not what everyone thinks it is. No, and I saw <laughs> I saw a meme a, a while ago, and it was like, here in Ohio, we hate Pennsylvania. No, that is, that is not true at all. That's ridiculous. No, I've, I don't That's completely made up. 
nobody has any feelings toward Pennsylvania and Ohio that are anything less than, hey, neighbor. Right, right. Like, and, like, I don't think that we have any hard feelings towards any other state. No, not realistically. No. <laughs> Goddamn Kentucky. No, I think Kentucky's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of pools are there? We got above-ground pools. And that is a private pool. Usually you're going to put that in your yard, right? A home pool. Uh, above-ground pool, you can move it. So, like, if you decide later that you don't want a pool anymore, then you can get rid of it and you can have a dead spot in your yard. Yeah. There are all kinds of in-ground pools that you can have. If you have a pool in your yard, you can get, like, some kind of vanity shit where they dig it into a weird shape and, like, do all kinds of, like, decorative bullshit on it. They have... My favorite pool is the children's playing in the pool, like the little inflatable bullshit pool. The kiddie pool? Yeah. The one you either inflate or is just like a blow molded plastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, if you're going to have a pool at home, just have that. Right, right. It's really easy to just satisfy your need for a big tray of water and then you can just get over it. Right. Oh man, I remember like I was never into getting known and stuff like that because I remember like one time, I put, like, a little thing of water out on the porch for her when she was, like, really little. And it took her exactly, like, five seconds before she literally went upside down headfirst into it. <laughs> and I watched her do it like a wa- like a weeble. Like, boop! Like, headfirst into it. And it's like, I can't have you around water. Yeah. You literally just tried to kill yourself. Like, just directly <laughs> that way. <laughs> Uh, there's also, like, kiddie pools that are, like, the gross ones, where it's, like, caca water and all that. A public kiddie pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can call that a wading pool or, like, a paddling pool. Like, it's a small situation. It's, like, not deep. You're not going to have to do the breaststroke across it. They do something... And we participated in it because it was so bizarre. But they do something at the end of the year in our local park what they do is the swim season ends and then in the main pool they have a day what's it called it is it called poodles it's like pups in the pool pups in the pool i was gonna say poodles in the pool poodles in the pool (laughs) but uh, that would sound a lot better but it sounds exclusionary (laughs) yeah it's fun it's fun to watch i wouldn't want to be in the pool with everybody's dogs uh but then they do at the kiddie pool, so they do that in the main pool, and then I assume they drain it. They drain all the dog shit and dog hair out of the pool. Right. And then the kiddie pool is still left, and they drain that. They fill it with fresh water, and they put a bunch of goldfish in it. Yeah. And then you go in. I don't remember if you pay or if you do. It's like $1 or something. You go in, and they give you a little net, and you can stand there until you catch a fish. Yeah. <laughs> We did that with Nona. That ki- that fish was traumatized. It was like a 25 cent goldfish. Nona hated it. She hated going and catching it. She hated like every part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've told her this before. I've told her it's important to do things that you dislike. It's, you know, new experiences, right? It's important to do new things that you dislike. And then you think about what was it about this experience that I didn't like? Was it that my expectation was like misconfigured? Was it that I did not enjoy the sensory experience of being there? 
Was it that I did not enjoy how other people treated me? Or I did not enjoy what this experience did to my own sense of how I should behave? I did not like what this experience taught me about myself. Right. <laughs> right. It held up a mirror and I did not like what I saw. <laughs> I think the the fish dish or whatever it's called, I think that could very well be a mirror into your own soul. Uh, people do competitive swimming. You know what? I've been. We really do need to get the Michael Stipe versus uh, raccoon. Was it a raccoon? A it was a koala. Yeah. Michael Stipe versus a koala. We really need to make that happen. You think we have like enough pool now? We had Pinhead on. I'm sure we can get arranged the Michael Stipe koala pool race. We have to do it on the last day because I'm sure the koala would shit in the pool. What we'll do, we'll find out where we can rent a pool in Athens, Georgia. We'll end up getting a Michael Stipe impersonator and uh, and renting a koala from... Oh, that is so much easier. Yes. <laughs> we'll get a guy with his head shaved and a koala and have them race each other. I didn't even... <laughs> It's why this is why we work so well together. I wouldn't have even thought of just getting a fake one. I was, I was starting to think of like how I would. We'll how just get I a bald guy. It. We'll just get a bald guy and we'll just play. What's the frequency, Kenneth, when he comes out? <laughs> you guys got the gist. Because I, but I mean, he does. He looks. He looks different now. So I. Does he have hair now? He has a beard. He has a fantastic beard now. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he just he doesn't look like he did twenty five years ago when I. he was in yeah when he was in Monster Era REM or like or like uh, what thirty years ago when he was in forty years ago when he was in Chronic Town Era REM. So the very first concert I ever saw was the Monster REM tour. I bet that was amazing. It was a good show, yeah. They were uh, they were a good band for some time. They really, it's hard to be a good band and put out like six or seven good albums. But I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah. They had some, they had some stinkers, but you know what? Uh, we all do. What, what are you going to do? If they were all winners, then, then how, how would they be winners? You have to have losers to have winners. I mean, we put out 180 episodes and they're all good, but I'm sure our last 900 will be iffy. <laughs> getting a little wobbly now <laughs> you know after bill barry left we're on the, like episode after, 658 dog shoes <laughs> indoor pools are really bad for you did you know that Oh, really? They can make you have asthma attacks and stuff, like huffing on all the chlorine and, and all the humidity. It's bad for your breathing. I always feel like I'm dying when I go into an indoor pool, and sometimes it's more pronounced. Sometimes it's nasty. Oh, my God. My nephew had his birthday party at the pool, like, last year or whenever, like, before the pandemic was over, or before the pandemic started. Whenever, whatever year that was, yeah. And it was, like, noxious. The, the fumes at the pool was just awful. And it was so humid and it smelled like just huffing chlorine. It's like, it didn't feel good. Like, you can tell when stuff's bad for you. Here's the thing, though, is that, you know, you can always read, like, all these factoids. Like, oh, did you know that this and this is really bad for you? You you know when stuff is bad for you. You don't need someone to tell you. Like, I knew that breathing in the pool was bad for you. Like, the indoor pool. Like, you could tell by the way it makes your body feel. It's not good for you. 
I don't need someone to tell me that. Yeah. It was pretty obvious, yeah. Like, I don't need someone to tell me that, like, artificial colorings and stuff are bad for you because it tastes like poison. <laughs> I, can, I can't taste colors. It tastes like poison. It tastes like awful, yucky, caca poison. Yucky. Gross. Don't touch it. <laughs> um, so what kind of stuff can you do in the, in the pool? What kind of games can you play in the pool? Um... Grab it, watermelon. We already Greasy said watermelon. that. Greasy watermelon, yeah. Grab it. Uh, try to fuck the dolphin. Try to fuck the dolphin. Um, what else is... I never... I don't think I ever... It's just always the crowd of people that I hung out with. We were just never pool people. Like... I hung out with like middle school boys and there was nothing worse for a middle school boy than like stripping down in front of other middle school boys and like getting in the pool. And then what do you do? Do you look at each other's weird nipples? What do you do? do? Like that's just always, that's been a bugbear of my life is like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? Right? Yeah. What do I do now? I could never figure out what I was supposed to do. I would always, my, my swimming activity is, has always been and remains, to, I just like to like do somersaults and headstands. Yeah. Like that's what I'm there for. Like I can't normally do that in midair like in real life. And so like I'm here for it. I'm going to do a headstand. I'm going to do a somersault. You're going to exploit the buoyancy. That's uh-huh. a good, that's a good thing to do. I uh, I feel like he works out some different muscles, too, because, like, you never get to do those motions, and so you're like, I feel very powerful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, when you get on, uh, they have at the gym a machine where you can do chin-ups, but then it's got, like, a knee pad, and it kind of pushes you up, uh-huh. but you only put a little bit of weight. Yeah. That'll you make like you... a fucking maniac. That'll, yeah, it'll make you feel like fucking <laughs> Rocky or some shit, I've never right? been able to do, to do chin-ups, and so that's the only time I've ever been able to do chin-ups is on a machine. And so it's like definitely like probably my favorite machine in, in, in the gym. Because it makes you feel powerful. <laughs> yes, I'm so strong. I told you I could do a chin-up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't think I've ever played... Uh, I think the most organized thing I've ever played in the pool... Is where you get the 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 little toys or rings and you chuck them in the pool and then you go get them. Yeah, yeah, chuck them and go get them. There's you, you play Marco Polo. That's when someone is it and they close their eyes so they can't see anything, and they yell Marco, and then all the other people in the pool yell Polo, and the person who is it tries to find them like using echolocation like a bat. <laughs> okay, are they allowed to move? Yeah. So around. everybody's moving the whole time. Is there a limit on how often you can say Marco? No. Seems exploitable. I use this app called Marco Polo all the time, and it is like the weirdest thing in the world. Can I talk about Marco Polo, the app, for a minute? I I use it exclusively with one friend of mine who I enjoy talking with quite a bit. And it is this app where it's kind of like FaceTime, only instead of you having like a two-way conversation, you make like videos of yourself talking and then you send it to them and then they reply with a video of them talking. It's extremely weird. I have no idea how we landed on using this app to communicate with each other, but it is the only way we communicate with each other. (laughs) 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 It's uh, it seems 
uh, semantically like sending a letter because you Uh have to say everything you want in a letter and it cannot be dependent on the person's response. You just have to say it all and package it up and send it off. Right. And so she will send me a video where she talks for like 40 minutes about like everything in the universe. And I have to be there on my computer with my headphones on like a stenographer, like taking notes like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And then I will go sit down and (laughs) fire up my app to make my video. And I'll just have a fucking list of like every fucking topic. And then I would, I just go on a monologue for like an hour. Yeah. And then I send it to her. It is the weirdest way. And then, and then she takes notes on what you said. So she made, so she makes sure she doesn't ignore anything interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a very, it's a very interesting way to interact. It's it's interesting, and I think that having the thing where you're just talking for such a long time to yourself, like, it, it, it gives you, like, a little bit of insight to yourself that you might not have otherwise. Like, it's a very unique... What do you find about, what have you discovered about yourself by watching yourself talk, do you think? But not, like, not so much, like, watching yourself talk, but just talking without having anyone respond to you. It, it leads you to make conclusions and, like, and like take your conversation in places that maybe they wouldn't go if you were talking to somebody else. It's, like, a very weird stream of consciousness way of communicating with people. And it makes it it's very weird. It's a very weird way of dealing with people. Like, once, once a week or so, we will meet up and actually do FaceTime and have tea and, like, talk for a couple hours. But, like... It is mainly Marco Polo, and it is the weirdest app. If you if you have some relationships in your life that you want to make more weirder, <laughs> download the app and then um, tell your friend that you're only going to talk to them using that app. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a pretty good good way to get to know people though, because you're like they're still talking, and they lay it out, man. <laughs> You can go as long as you want because there yeah. are no social cues. Shit gets real on Marco Polo. You just keep going, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things about the pool, main rule, is that you got to wear a bathing suit. Yeah. Think about it. It keeps it keeps your parts out of the water. It Does it really? Because I still feel like all of my body gets wet. Yeah, but like you don't put your poop poop shoot like directly onto the side of the pool you know stamp it on there like a pig nose is it just (laughs) is it just covering up shame is that what it's about or is it actually hygienic because when i go to a pool i have swim trunks which are like loose shorts and then they have like mesh briefs inside and all of them, the water flows freely up and through and out. All it's, of it. Yeah, it is like a shame thing, basically, because originally people used to swim naked. See, because I thought, I always thought it would be, it would be funny for me to wear a speedo, but I think it was so much of an aggressive thing, and it's very much not common. Uh, maybe some places it's common for somebody to wear tight little, tight little elastic briefs. Uh huh like to the public pool or the beach. I just thought it would be funny because I I don't have any issues with like showing parts of my body. And that's, you know, I have like old white man privilege also. Yeah, I think my thing with the Speedo is that it's just like so much junk on display. It just, it would be really aggressive. I think other other people would not like it. Yeah. So I go for like the loose the loose shorts so it's just like i like a black bathing suit one piece baby it's the widow's choice 
Well, you know, those are those are called uh, they're called tanks. They used to be called tanks. Yeah. And that was because uh, when they first did swimming pools, apparently they used to be called swimming tanks. Oh yeah. That's where the word tank came from for oh. bathing suits. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. That's very interesting. I have like I'm not like. When I was younger, I used to like going swimming a lot, but now it's like not my bag as much. I have like, I just don't like getting that naked in front of people. It's just like, I just don't like it. It's not my bag. But like, I also hate going bathing suit shopping because I've never been like, you know what my vision for what I want to look like, like, like when I have mental pictures of like outfits I want to wear, like, oh, I would look so cool in that, right? Yeah. I'm never like, ooh, I would look so cool in a bathing suit. Like, that's like... <laughs> I don't ever want to wear one. And so I feel dumb. Like, like, ob- like clothing that I'm obligated to wear, I always feel stupid wearing it. Yeah, because you don't have any... You don't have any choice. Exactly. So... Yeah, when I, okay, anyway, the worst bathing suit I ever had, I may have told the story before. We'll find out. They'll tell us if I have. <laughs> but one year, my mother got me this bathing suit. She, my mother would buy me gifts that were like, she took no, absolute no consideration into what I possibly would want. But one year, she buys me a bathing suit, and I pull it out of my Easter basket, and it is a two-piece. I have never in my life worn a two-piece. Ever, ever, ever. It was baby lilac, pastel lilac Mm -hmm. with like metallic accents on it, like baby metallic accents. And it was like a push up, like Rock of Love bus style top. Yeah. It was like major boobage, right? Yeah. (laughs) It was the most ridiculous looking thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I took it home and I tried it on for my roommate at one point just for for yucks. Because I was like, this is going to. There's no way this isn't going to be the funniest shit all year. Yeah. All year. So I put it on one time to be like, ladies, look at this. <laughs> but when I did that, I looked on the tag and the fucking thing said, not for swim use. <laughs> so not only was it like the most fucking awful bathing suit, you're not even supposed to get it wet. Would It, it would have gone gremlin on you. Yeah. It would have just completely rotted off my body. You probably would have see my pubes. <laughs> it's fucking worst bathing suit ever did you know that the first swimming goggles were made from tortoiseshells no how did you see through them i don't know (laughs) that well they were the first they were the first ones i guess they didn't i guess you just put them on you just accepted that you couldn't see anything through your tortoise eyes (laughs) yeah like uh I can't see shit except for old dead turtle. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first known record of people swimming dates back to ancient Egypt in 2500 BC. And they had some paintings of swimmers that were even older than that in caves. From the Stone Age, there were cave paintings of swimmers. So people figured out how to swim, like, like in prehistory then. Right. Like, no one invented swimming. Like, the, fir- the person who invented swimming was the first monkey that got wet. Like, I, it I, was like, it, swimming predated us. It's like, you it better must be in, to. <laughs> in, it would be instinctual, right? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. That would be, if we had to invent that shit, yeah. That would have been great. I mean, you would think like if a if a 
different animal, like a dog. A dog is not a water animal and it knows how to swim. Yeah, that's true. Plenty of mammals, I guess, swim. I guess cats can swim. Mm -hmm. Cats just really don't like getting wet. Isn't that the idea? Most of them don't. Yeah. Koalas can swim. If humans invented swimming, it would have been fucking horrible because immediately we would have we would have turned it into capitalism swimming right right capitalism swimming i mean they did that already it's called like the public pool where you had to pay five dollars to go swimming yeah <laughs> i'm just saying we would have figured out yeah i guess we did figure it out all right well anyway so did, much you know for that. That, did you know that most competitive swimmers swim six to 12 miles a day that's a lot of swimming well, you would have you would have to to be competitive. What if you were a competitive short distance swimmer? You might <laughs> swim six to twelve feet per day. <laughs> Perfect though. What if you you just had to nail three strokes and you're out? <laughs> I've met people like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no one here. <laughs> I was gonna say. No, I wouldn't have married you. <laughs> Did you know 65% of Americans can't swim? Really? Does that include babies? Probably. Uh, Old people. Grandmas probably can't swim. They don't want to get their hair wet. That doesn't mean they can't. Uh, That's why my grandma said they couldn't swim because they didn't want to get their hair wet. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You think they just... But you know what? You get to a certain <laughs> point. You get to a certain point, And I got to a certain point with a public pool because I was always the one that would go to the public pool. And... Because I just, like I said, it's it's privilege or it's my own mental makeup. I have no I have no body shame. Yeah. And so I would just always go to the public pool and take my shirt off and go jump in the fucking pool. And I got to a point, I think there was one year I went when it was really crowded. And little kids, I mean, children of all ages were around. And I'm not anti-kid. I don't have, I don't have a problem with kids. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, crotch droppings, like Redditor type people. I'm not one of those people. Right. But there were so many kids and they were just in constant movement and people just kept banging into me. And I was like, I can't do this. This is giving me pestilence feeling. Right. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to like wrap up this episode with like an anecdote about the fucking grossest thing that you will ever think about when you're when you think about going to a pool ever again. Are you ready for this? So when you have a kid, when you have a baby... They make you put them in those swim diapers. Like, that's a rule. Like, you got to put them in a swim diaper in case they go to the bathroom, right? I put my child in the swim diaper. And then we went swimming. And then I was going to change her out of her swim diaper. And I will tell you what happens in the swim diaper when a child craps in the swim diaper. Is that the chlorine gets into the swim diaper and washes away everything except for the fiber of the poop. Really? Yeah. And so all that is left is like the fibrous material that was not dissolvable in the chlorinated water. And it is the most disgusting thing in the entire world. And ever since then, all I can think about is all of the poop liquid that does make it through and how that is all in the pool. Oh my God. So it's just like when the dog eats paper towels and then shits out dog turds that look like dog turds but they're made of paper towels it looks like grit it's like sandy grit that's all that's left baby. oh that's awful i didn't realize it all went into the pool well if you want to get into the pool uh (laughs) no you don't anymore i'm sorry (laughs) well i'm sorry you don't want to get into the pool but you know who does is our sponsor Corey grella (laughs) 
for a dip. <laughs> when you think garbage brain, think of Corey Grella and her wonderful time at the pool. You know who else you might find at the pool? Harlem Township. The entire township, it's a square. It could fit in a pool if the pool was large enough. One time when I was a kid, and I've realized a lot of stuff about myself lately, which is that I was talking to uh, a person I know who has a, a really like information intensive, obsessive hobby. And I was talking to them about how about my obsessive hobby where I've always liked maps and stuff. And we were talking about how much we love to find people who have obsessive hobbies and just watch their videos of them doing their hobby that they have to do. Anyway, learned <laughs> starting to put some pieces together to that puzzle. But uh, when I was a kid, uh, I, I of course, was obsessed with maps and uh, told my folks I was going to make a map of Florida, and they they were like, okay. And I said, and it's going to be it's going to be true to scale. It's going to be real life sized. My mom said, where are you going to put the map? And I just looked at her like an idiot, and I said, Florida. So if you had a pool that was larger than Harlem Township, then Harlem would fit it in. It's nearly a square. And no, it's not that Harlem. And if you want to get to your pool safely without degradation <laughs> due to ethylene-based respiration, you're going to want packets from... Hazel Technologies. They're going to get you, your fruit, and your vegetables to the pool or through the mail with a minimum of damage, leaving more than just the shit grit behind. <laughs> Oh, yes, your fresh fruit will really be making a splash. <laughs> so if you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Sign up to that. Episodes you haven't heard, access to the Discord. Twitch.tv slash garbagebrainuniversity. I've been streaming maps there. So if you're a map head and you like information and looking at road signs and talking about fonts, that's the space for you. I've been doing it about three times a week. So hop on there and... Thanks for listening. We're going to talk to you guys. Love you. Goodbye.